But it's, when you start chewing is when it goes, oh, this is a mochi. Interesting. I'm trying to get back in shape, Anton. Come on, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry. <laughs> Welcome to episode 110. This episode 2 we'll see we talk about. We need more heroes. Chinese garlic kitten clones. And wedding seasons upon us. Again. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Uh, yeah, I see you got a little uh, thrown off by that middle one. We'll talk about that one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, how has your weekend been, Anton? We've been a week. Yeah, it's been a week. A lot of stuff has happened. Yeah, uh, hurricane passed by. Uh, that that was that was a little fun. I mean, it, it was kind of a little um, scary. I mean, I mean, I had some experience in the past, but um, it hasn't really hit me yet. Uh, like I, I'm scared of like you know anything like the, that is four or five, and it it was uh, a four category. by yeah, but it was a four by the time it was around central to northern Florida, right? Uh, no, it actually went down to three, and then it went down to two, and then I think now it's going back up to three. Yeah. Um, but the worst part was when it was in the Bahamas, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it really took a toll there. Uh, I think it was in Cat Five, which is probably the the worst that you can get out of this. Um, yeah, every time it's gone here, it, it's only been like uh, Category Three for me. Mm-hmm. So the worst that really happened in my town would be um, trees falling over, um, blackouts in certain areas, lots right. of flood. Um, well, yeah, but I mean, it, it's scary to be four and five. But I haven't really experienced that yet. Yeah, and also you got lucky with this one because it, it, even though it was powerful, it kind of stayed off the coast of you guys. It didn't really the, the the eye of the hurricane didn't like hit the coast. Yeah, and it's very interesting because uh, a week before it hit, you could to- you can totally see the models shooting straight yeah right into the dead center of Orlando right down like, the uh, middle. <laughs> yeah, we're like, uh, we should be worrying, but. Uh, it's a good thing that, you know, I, I, I know that, you know, when August rolls around mm-hmm. all the way to October, it's a great time to at least have enough water in your house um, and a lot of snacks uh, and something that, you know, is very sustainable, like uh, instant noodles. Yeah. Very important. Ooh, I got to sorry to tell you about yeah. that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... Uh, um, I don't know if I should get into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge uh, uh, while we're talking about this. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Star Wars Galaxy's Edge just opened uh, right before the hurricane came. And uh, it seems like it was pretty darn busy. Um, Smuggler's Run was like around 300 minutes mm-hmm. in order to uh, get onto the ride. And... Um, yeah, there's a really interesting reservation system. In, in order to get into the land itself, you have to join a boarding group on the app. And they basically section it off into different times where uh, you're assigned to get into the land. However, uh, because of um, the hurricane, during the weekend, nobody really wanted to go to any of the parks because a lot of the um, plane... Uh, a lot of the planes were being canceled yeah. for uh, the week prior. Um, well, people were some people were evacuating too, so I think some planes got diverted 
to those yeah, areas so, to help evacuate. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't want to stay here, so no. they, they want to just go home. So uh, Orlando Airport was pretty much um, trampled with so many people there mm-hmm. trying to get a ride home. Um, but other than that, it, it kind of took a lot of people away from the parks here in Orlando. So it, <laughs> I, I found it uh, a good way to take advantage of that. So um, my wife Julie and I came to the park and... Dude, a lot of the stuff was like less than 75 minutes, mm-hmm. which is perfect. Uh, I got to experience Smuggler's Run. Uh, first time um, we crashed a little bit, but we were able to get one coaxium. I heard you can get three, but right now uh, people have only seen two. I don't know how to get three. Uh, I, I've tried to look up online, but nobody you, really talked about it yet. You got to think outside the box, Anton. Yeah. Dive into the black hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's also about, you know, teamwork. You mm. got to have a really good team when you when you when you go on there with somebody. So a real crew. And especially if you're yeah, a, a really good crew. Mm. Like especially when you go in there with just you and your girlfriend mm. or wife or anything, um your partner. <laughs> It's really hard to team up with other people because you don't know how they are. Maybe they're one of those people who just go on the ride and like not even press buttons. They're just putting up their phone the whole time trying to record everything. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. They, they just want the grammable moment instead of enjoying the actual ride, which is a shame because mm-hmm. I, I get it because, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, some people had to wait a while or they, they, they're excited about this park for months. Uh, mm-hmm. But when you're there, like, you know, the, the, the what are they called? Imagineers spent so much time and effort trying to add details and level complexities but they still make it a a, a quick ride to go through mm-hmm. and then people just skip it or don't pre- get, get full appreciation for it yeah dude this uh yeah i'm i'm a big fan of what they did to uh to be able to make this whole land possible mm-hmm. uh i mean smugglers run is really fun the only thing that is a big drawback is the waiting part yeah. to get onto the ride and I'm 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 kind of flattered that I got a chance to get onto this ride without waiting that long. So mm-hmm. I I got to uh, I got to go on it again a couple of days later after the hurricane, and even then, dude, the the line got even shorter, which is crazy to me. It went down to thirty minutes, which is beyond crazy. Uh, what was it at before? It, okay, so it started with three hundred, mm-hmm. and then the next day was like a hundred and sixty, hundred eighty. Yeah. Uh, day after that was around the same and then you know when when the hurricane started coming and that's when you know uh, the president was you know um telling uh, uh, uh get the f out the, yeah <laughs> get the f out and you know that's when everything hit the fan that's when everything started to slow down but anyways i got to try some really good food here um i went okay i i guess i've I was over the past week and a half. I was able to go to all of the restaurants to try a little bit of everything. Uh, the first one I got to try was uh, Docking Bay Seven. It, it's kind of like a sit-down restaurant. Uh, you're very familiar with it, where you go and order your food at that uh, kiosk with the the person, mm-hmm. uh, and then you go pick up your food. You go down, you sit, and get your own utensils and eat. Uh, I was able to try their spare ribs, and it's a little spicy. Very interesting. It, it's got really good slaw. Uh, I, I guess they're going more of a theme of something that is exotic, something that is uh, uh, that looks like from a different planet. So it's really interesting. Some of the spices that they put on there are in different colors. 
uh, something that you wouldn't put in your food regularly. So there's like purple stuff on the on the ribs, which is kind of interesting. It's a little sparkly. I'm guessing it's like some type of sugar or cinnamon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just to give it uh, a different look. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting. There's a lot of other um, dishes that I didn't get to try, but it looks very um, uh, interesting. But uh, the drinks are really good too. Um, I, you know, <laughs> you know when you go to like um, a fast food restaurant, mm-hmm. and sometimes uh, you want to mix up your drinks. So you would take like Coke, you would and mix it with like um, high C or you know yeah who does the, that, right? the, well Coca-Cola yeah. encourages it. I, I think I don't know. If the, I think the contest is over now, but they were they were saying like what's your mix or something like that. Like yeah. hashtag what's your mix? You sending your your recipe? Yeah. So uh, Disney basically did that. They they took that to their their, their advantage because they're having so many of these drinks there already. So they're mixing like uh, pineapple juice with Powerade with like. Uh, sprite and stuff like that to make like certain drinks and they would call it uh, something that is star wars related um so we got to try some of that and we're like oh we can mix this ourselves um but uh there's that popcorn that a lot of people were talking about it's uh, at this place called cat Saka's kettle mm-hmm. and it's a uh, kettle corn with some very interesting flavors um some will taste sweet some will taste a little spicy sweet so uh tastes kind of different yeah um, uh, the colors are purple and red mm-hmm. and it doesn't look, you know, normal to you, but it tastes pretty good. Um, I wouldn't recommend people to get it if they think it's kind of expensive. Uh, it is isn't, expensive though. It, isn't everything there expensive? All foods? Yes. Yeah. Very, very. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my favorite thing to eat here is, uh, at a place called Ronto's roast uh ronto roasters and they basically do like a a pita with slaw and Mm. there's a snap uh hot dog so you you like when whenever you eat a hot dog uh sometimes they have that um that casing on it where when you uh, when you take a bite of the uh, hot dog it snaps yeah yeah yeah. like a uh uh schnitzel like nathan's yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so they they put that in there um yeah Dude, it's delicious. Uh, it's a hot dog. You know it's a hot dog. But uh, the way that they they, they um, implement a lot of these uh, different um, uh, tastes and flavors in there mm. kind of makes it taste different. But uh, it's a good hot dog is is what I would call it. Yeah. Um, and I think I got, uh, I got played on that uh, jerky that they have there. Um, it's super dry. Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, it's like 13 bucks for this thing. And it's crazy, uh, crazy expensive. Um, and you only get like two pieces, like two big pieces around that. Look at those sheet. Yeah. Um, it's super dry. I mean, expected. It's jerky, mm-hmm. but it's so dry to a point where um, you have to really use all your saliva to. Yeah, to really savor that. Hydrate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I would say it tastes like. Like once you get the flavors going, it it tastes like uh, Campbell's soup, like a chicken soup. Okay. Just the stock only. That's what it tastes exactly like. It. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I I wouldn't recommend the the jerky. I would recommend the the hot dog. Um, yeah. The snap snap dog. Yeah, snap dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, another thing I got to try was the milk stand. Um, you probably heard about it. The, the, the milk. green milk and also the blue milk. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of people did not like the green milk. Uh, it is a plant-based okay. drink, slush. I liked it. Uh, I actually like it more than the blue one. I'm guessing something subtle, so not kale. It doesn't seem too bitter. Uh, more like seaweed kind of thing, like an algae kind of uh, or grass. Uh, it's 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 kind of like um. Okay, so this is what the flavors were. Uh, it's coconut and rice milk. Okay. So imagine like a horchata, mm-hmm. but toned down, mm-hmm. but with coconut. Yeah. So uh, yes. Malibu. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then the blue milk is uh, coconut and rice milk, of course, but uh, I think it tastes more uh, like a, a blueberry okay. drink. Okay. Uh, it, it's got a little bit of citrus in there, so you taste a little bit of sour. And I think that's why a lot of people like it, because it's like a little bit of familiar flavors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the green milk is a little off uh, for a lot alien. of people. Alien. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Uh, you can try both. I like the green one. A lot of people didn't, but uh, I mean, that's just my preference. Mm-hmm. Um, the really hard thing to get into is Oga's Cantina. Um, that you, I, I know in California, you can line up. There's a standby. I don't know how the reservation thing works over there, but the one here, you have to use the app. Uh-huh. And because so many people use the app to do reservations... We're looking at at least like a month or two month uh, <laughs> uh, time. Uh, I got lucky because a lot of people canceled their uh, their reservations, so I was able to get something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't able to go to Oga's Cantina till yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I went back again yesterday because um, I was able to like uh, get a reservation the day before. I kept checking the app. Um, it's weird how Disney does their app where. Uh, whenever you want to do a reservation, you have to press an exact time, like yeah. one o'clock, or it'll search one to two. And you hit two, and it'll yeah, search it, two it, it to three. It gives you a little, like, I think an hour and a half, two hour time frame. And it's not giving you the whole day's worth of openings or whatever. Yeah. So I had to keep doing that. And I I went all the way to like eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And that's when it says eight, 820. I was like, oh, all right, all right, sure, sure, whatever. So I booked it. Um, okay. So Olga's Cantina. I would say if you were to get into this um, cantina, I recommend standing. The The reason why I say that is because you get to look around more. You're able to yeah. see what's around you. Uh, you're able to walk around and look at stuff while you're you're drinking. Um, but other than that, if you're sitting down, uh, it's good to have like a big party to sit down because that's the only way that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's so many things to see in there. Like, there's so many Easter eggs. You see, like, the bucket uh, that they usually put the milk in. Uh, you can see uh, DJ Rex. Uh, Rex is, I think he was from Star Tours, if I'm not correct. Uh, he used to be on that ride, and they scrapped him. They put that that little guy that's, like, scanning luggage. Oh, uh, okay. Um, the one that's been yeah, a smart ass? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, Rex, uh, his ship... Uh, crashed onto uh, Batu, and uh, he just started working at uh, the cantina and he's a DJ so he's playing music it's kind of cool uh, and uh, I guess a lot of the people that were working there they kind of make it look like uh, or feel like you're at a bar mm-hmm. so there's there once in a while when they're playing like a certain song uh, the whole crew would just like go hey or you know yeah just start singing so it's kind of cool to experience something like that 
so it does kind of give you that feel of an actual cantina from the movies. Uh, the drinks are very, very expensive. Uh, I'm guessing uh, they, $15 to $18 for a small drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you, you could say that. It's, <laughs> it's around that much. Uh, you're looking at uh, at least uh, $15 per person. Mm-hmm. Um, snacks, not so much. They only have like one snack on the menu to share. Uh, they do have like a kind of kind of like a jelly thing with like mixed drinks or um, that you can scoop up. So it's basically like popping bulba pearls. Okay. Uh, I guess a lot of people don't really you know drink popping pearls, so it's kind of different to well, them. Well, yeah, uh, I mean that's mainly like Vietnamese areas. So you know, Southern yeah. California, parts of Florida, like it's not really that common. Maybe Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, the drinks, there's one drink that's very expensive. It is the pork drink. Uh, it's a mug made. It looks like uh, someone basically took a piece of wood and start, like, you know, um, uh, chopping off the tiki. Uh, a is bun. it a tiki pork? Yeah, tiki pork. Uh, I don't know why tiki's a yeah. thing now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's a tiki pork, and that drink was $35, but you get to keep the yeah. mug. I'm assuming the pork is yeah. probably 20 bucks by itself. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the thing that I really noticed about this land is everybody that works there is trying their best to really get into character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while we were uh, just sitting ordering our drinks, um, the group next to us, they were waiting for their receipt uh, or just waiting for their, um, their car to be charged. Right. So the... The waiter came back. She's like, oh, sorry. Um, Porgs ate all the receipt. I had to go back and reprint. Okay, first of all, that's a health code uh, issue right there. Why <laughs> the hell are there Porgs in the kitchen or near the food? Yeah. That's that's an infestation. I want to discount. I want to talk to the manager. Well, you already saw in the movie. He saw that, you know, they, they started, like, spreading, yeah, like, they, wildfire yeah, on the, the Millennium it, Falcon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It took over the whole the whole ship. Yeah. Uh, okay. How? Okay. Because this is also during the hurricane time, around the time the weather was changing. How humid yeah. was it? Uh. Okay. So on a before... scale from on a scale from humid to humid AF. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so before uh before the hurricane, it was humid AF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. um, all, all that warm air is coming in. Yeah, and you could totally tell how humid it was because. Mm-hmm. When you go on to to this land, they put out a bunch of water stations throughout the whole entire land. Mm-hmm. So within like 30 steps, there's a drinking station. Yeah. So they were trying to keep everybody hydrated, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. Um, and I think you should be hydrated right now, too, because uh, it's pretty hot in California. Uh, that's the thing. It's probably like in the high 80s, low 90s, but it's humid, uh-huh. dude. And that's the, that's the thing that's killing me. Um, yeah, that's kind of different for California. Yeah, and I think that's that's the big difference. Uh, the, well, I think one person died in Malibu, Malibu Beach, over the weekend because they were dehydrated <laughs> and they they they, di- they died from heat exhaustion. So I'm like, uh-huh. that shows you how spoiled we are here. That like we're not used to humid weather, so a lot of people mm-hmm. don't realize how much moisture they're losing in this weather. Mm-hmm. You know? All right, I'm going to try to wrap this up. So uh, I guess the coolest thing about this land is there are so many things you can do. Um, We were able to build our droid, uh, Kas, 
Very expensive. I can't believe I spent so much money on this park. And uh, um, it's a damn bracelet, wasn't it? Bracelet. Your uh, what's it called? The, the oh 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 the magic bands. Magic bands. Uh, they yeah they don't cost that much. They they actually give you one for free. No no no. You, I'm uh, saying became... though that was just you waving it around the, the whole Galaxy's Edge. Wasn't oh it? oh that's the one thing I didn't do yet <laughs> oh. is uh, put a credit card on it because I know that would be like oh hey, mm, mm, blue mm, milk mm, for mm, everybody <laughs> just for me and her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh yeah we built our droid for a hundred dollars um you basically <laughs> customize it it we only got one I, oh I, okay I wanted yeah, a, i'll get to know you're sensible I, I, <laughs> hey i wanted an r2 unit uh Can't be julie crazy. wanted a bb unit so you got uh, an r2 yeah, she built that you got an r2b what's that did you get an r2b a hybrid of both no you no, you can't do that. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I did it. It just topples forward. <laughs> yeah, but I did see that uh, twenty-five thousand uh, dollar R2D2 unit that you can order and customize. Oh, is it, is that a replica size? Yeah, it's a replica size. It's it's an actual like moving one that you can customize yourself. So you can tell them like uh, what color you want, uh, in what area, and how you want to customize it. And for twenty-five thousand dollars, yeah, <laughs> I want to customize it. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to buy that anytime soon. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one last thing about the park, uh, or two last things about the park. Uh, Rise of the Resistance isn't open yet. Uh, for us, it's going to be opening in December, uh, in California, California, they're going to open it in January. So, uh, we're going to experience it first. Uh, from what I heard so far, so far from what people have seen, is that it's four different rides. So you go on a ride, you get off, you go on another ride, then you get off, then you go on another ride, and then you get off, and then you go on one more ride. Okay. So I don't know how that works, but that sounds pretty crazy and huge, and I don't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then last thing about the the whole thing here is when you run out of things to do, they have this new play app where you can download, you can go around, you can do like scavenger hunts, you can hack stuff throughout the land. Uh, and it's very cool. You can you can hack uh, the Millennium Falcon and then shoot like, you know, air out and just compressors and stuff. They're really um, taking from that whole wizarding, wizarding world, huh? Yeah, but instead of buying a wand, you, you just use your yeah, phone. Yeah, I'm saying though, like the interactiveness of the land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, everything else is very interactive. I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Sorry. Goddamn Steve Jobs. (laughs) (laughs) One more. Uh, One more thing. Building a lightsaber. I haven't done that yet. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, that'd be another $100. (laughs) No, it's uh, $200. Oh, I'm sorry. Or $250. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I, I know Julie would kill me, so. I, I you know have what? three lightsabers I, here already, so... You know what? She's not going to kill you. She's just going to break your legs so you can't go around spending money. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm sure she's I'm trying to say that... I'm trying to say, hey, you can build your own lightsaber and just have her build it. <laughs> yeah, she married you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, All right. So, so part, part way to telling your story, I you reminded mm-hmm. me of a story I heard. So I was Googling mm-hmm. it to try to pull it up. And as I'm reading... Mm-hmm. Like the reading the headline, I look up and I notice it looks like I'm falling asleep because I my eyes are down, but because of the camera angle, it looks like I'm just like drowsy because I'm like this. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. I was like, I was reading. Yeah, I think I, you're reading. Something. Yeah, I was reading something. <laughs> just to clear yeah. up. Um, no, because oh, let me see here. Uh, the twenty twenty ninth. What was it? Friday, Friday, Thursday of last week. Uh. A guy got killed at Disneyland, and it was a construction worker. Well, here's the mm-hmm. thing. So I was like, my first thought was like, and, and and this, 
I, I understand it's 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 tragic. It sucks for the family. But my first thought was, is this the first com- confirmed death at Disneyland? Because there's a whole legend, myth, yeah, yeah. whatever that yeah. nobody ever dies at the happiest place on earth. Yeah, they have to bring the person out, go on the ambulance, and then declare him dead. So here's this worker at Disneyland dies after a metal plate strikes him, and here's, so the man was working uh, for on the HVAC system, and him and a crew were installing a, a new uh they just say piece of equipment as they were trying to lower that equipment through a crane the thing slipped it hit up one of those metal construction plates like those like big tough big plates whatever it slipped and it hit him while he was in a trench the first sentence i read on this was a 37 year old worker struck by metal plate while working on hvac system at disneyland earlier thursday died later that day so that means he didn't die at the park or they didn't confirm a dead at the park Dude, it sounds like he died. It sounds, dude. Those of- metal plates again. These are the metal plates that you know they they're they won't buckle under a lot of weight. They're you know, I mean, they're the ones that they lay on the road when there's like open trenches. Yeah. You get struck by it's those instant kill. <laughs> yeah, instant kill. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, damn it. Like, well, I mean, okay, not. Uh, I gotta be more careful how I wear this, but yeah, still no that that doesn't in the yeah. park. <laughs> Okay, so because I went to okay, I didn't really plan to go to Galaxy's Edge. Liar. Uh, no, I'm serious. I didn't plan to go because I, I knew it was gonna go really crazy mm-hmm. with uh, so many people and it's gonna be a really big crowd. Uh, but I'm glad I went because I got one of these and these are special for the first opening week only. Uh, lithograph. Yeah. Ooh. And it's really nice inside. Okay. I mean. You, on the back, like I mean, and the front, you could feel you could feel the 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 print. Okay, also it feels also, really Anton, uh, a majority of our audience is audio only, so you got to explain what you were holding. Okay, up. yeah, okay. So I'm holding up uh, the uh, this week's um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Hollywood Studios uh, map, and this one is uh, it looks kind of like holographic. Mm-hmm. So you see in the front. There's a uh, Millennium Falcon, and it's flying out of uh, Batu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and inside, it's got a little bit of uh, shiny stuff in there too. Yeah, that's that is some quality printing right there. Yeah, so let me save yeah. it. You want one of these, Alan? Uh, yes, I would, because 50 years from now, okay. my kids would be like, "What?" Yeah. Um, and you can only get it this week, so I, I got I got two. I got one for myself, okay, and I got one for you. Appreciate that. And then I actually have one that I'm just crumping up and everything. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean that's that's cool because I mean you know a couple of year, a couple of decades from now that's kind of like you know having one of the first Disneyland tickets you yeah, know who, yeah yeah stuff like that you know frame it up yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh so my week uh not as not as fun as yours mine has okay. been a, a mixture of laziness and headaches uh okay. first me and my girlfriend we did a Fast and the Furious weekend. So last last episode Whoa. that sounds terrible I know. <laughs> uh last week I talked about or last episode I talked about uh how I got the the collection of Fast and the Furious um on Blu-ray and digital. Yeah, click the link here. Yeah, yeah the, well or, the deal, the deal's done. So just keep following yeah. <laughs> keep following us on Twitter for other deals. Uh or, or just go buy it. <laughs> you don't need to do. That's true. Uh yeah. so we but we skipped the first two cuz we remember you know Tokyo Drift, remember the first one. Okay. So we just literally Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was just like either one or two movies. And God damn it, dude, we I, we honestly don't understand how these movies made it this far. <laughs> 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 um, uh-huh. I mean, the, it, it, the only way we were able to get past uh, 
even to even get to the fast five was just to start making fun of it like we weren't even trying to take the movie serious anymore we were just making fun of them like calling out their bs uh it's <laughs> but it's fun it's a fun it's, movie to watch. you know what and the only reason we're motivated because hobbs and shaw was so fun mm-hmm. this is no like <laughs> it's no um yeah it's but good things came out of it though because uh one thing you reminded me of is actually i'll send to you i'll send you the link right now uh sergeant pepperoni uh it's a pizza place i believe in newport uh, mm-hmm. they posted this on their Instagram. Uh, they called it an ins- a pizza made with instant noodles or mm-hmm. instant ramen. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much, uh, and, uh, and I sent that on the video, but for audio listeners, it's, uh, pretty much you get those instant, instant noodle packets. You take out the packet, you put the noodles on a tray, uh, top ramen, top ramen. There you go. Uh, you put the noodles on a tray, you put a little bit of water, bake it a little bit to kind of let the noodles soften up a little bit. And then you, you take it out, you layer it with sauce. And then cheese and the pepperoni, put it back in the oven. And it kind of comes out like a giant square pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't come out as a pizza, but it's still surprisingly good. It, it was pretty much. Wait, you tried it at home? Yeah, that that is one thing. Like, that's like the thing we me and my girlfriend did on on Friday. Instead of making, uh, instead of ordering food or going out to dinner, we just kind of went to Rouse, got the stuff, and made it at home. And for eight dollars worth of ingredients, we fed her family, and her family loved it. <laughs> <laughs> hey that's pretty fun dude yeah uh, that's that's something really fun to do with your family yeah, yeah, yeah so uh, that's cool yeah it, it, it was it was interesting like i'm like oh cool we kind of want to try other things so we'll, we're, we're probably gonna try other instant ramen noodle uh instant ramen or was it well, instant noodles whatever uh yeah. top ramen recipes and see what we come up with uh so apparently yeah. there's another pizza uh, instant ramen pizza recipe where you literally cook the noodles like thoroughly like in the boil in water uh put them in a pan like a little eight inch pan 10 inch pan you have and let them lay flat and then kind of bake them again to kind of get that mm. square kind of crusty pizza and then start layering the stuff mm. interesting yeah uh yeah. but yeah i mean if, if you're on a budget that is not a bad recipe to do yeah sounds like a fun night um i guess when you guys come over here and visit us we'll probably do uh a night where we'll cook something instant ramen instant ramen noodle uh, uh challenge <laughs> uh the other thing we both have weddings coming up that we're going to Mm -hmm. uh you're going to our friend twins wedding uh i believe the 17th i can't have my calendar with me next weekend it's uh next saturday 14th Mm -hmm. okay Uh, i'm going to my cousin's wedding later this month in northern california and they wanted me to stay at my aunt's place but you know the 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 parents of the bride on a wedding weekend I'm like, I don't want to be near that yeah. chaos. Yeah, I'd rather get a hotel and see. And so my cousin, she told me, she's like, you know what? Because she works at a casino over there. It's like one of the Indian casinos. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, I made a deal with my casino for because I'm an employee and because I'm uh, getting married there with the venue. Um, they offer a discount for a one, you know, starting, starting the discount just under $300 for a casino room in the middle of nowhere. Like literally like out, outskirts of Sacramento. Wait, wait, total? For the whole entire trip is three hundred. Uh, she she said Friday Friday night and Saturday night. Uh, but when I first checked the website, it only said you know two ninety starting at two ninety for one night. Wow, I was like, that's pretty high. I was like, no, no, no. I don't see what else. So I went to Airbnb. I managed to find us a, a three bedroom house. Uh, mm-hmm. for eighty or actually no, this was probably this is the other one. Uh, I think a hundred and hundred and ten dollars a night, dude. That's yeah, that's a steal. Yeah, yeah so try to book it. Something happened with my account where I was apparently there was an open ticket. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's again like you know something wrong with my account or if 
they flagged me for whatever reason. But mm-hmm. the person that, that 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 host wasn't able to accept my request for at least two days, and I could not get a straight answer out of Airbnb. Or they could tell me it's like, oh, we're working on it. We've escalated it. I'm like, cool. How long is it gonna take? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe maybe it's because your your account's still fresh and you, you have to be uh a member for however many because like I, I know that uh when you start hosting mm-hmm. you can start picking like who you want to have as your your guest yeah. uh mm-hmm. so they, they finally figured out i just got an email saying your account's good now go ahead and book like they didn't give me an explanation it was just managed it, it was mm-hmm. their uh what they call them uh i guess like issue managers or something i forgot what it was mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah like they just emailed me saying your account's good now you should be fine i'm like okay then tell me anything but whatever i'll try it again and I'm, i finally managed mm-hmm. to book it so we're set uh total i think is gonna be 350 with the fees and all that so I mean, 350 i'm splitting it with my brother and his wife so really mm-hmm. it's like 175 dude that's for an entire house <laughs> that's the best way to do yeah. it yeah so that's fine that's and, right. and like we're right between my aunt's house and the wedding venue so we're right in the middle of both so good distance mm-hmm. yeah that's good that's cool dude yeah all right okay I'm, yeah. i've been seeing this in this world what the hell is dochi 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 okay so dochi is a donut mashed up with mochi Ugh. as soon as you said donut, i'm like oh don't say mochi don't say mochi yeah it's good <laughs> Was it <laughs> I, I, okay? Was it you that told me? Somebody else told me about this. I, I think it's a popular thing in 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 California right now, um, and I, I guess other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. Uh, wh- when you when you get it fresh, it's crispy on the outside and it's chewy in the center. Yeah, some I, I can't remember. I, I think there's a place around here that has it. Yeah, they look like a donut, mm-hmm. but they taste like mochi. Well, well, it's. I, I think you get mochi at the very end because of the chewiness of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the crispy part, the topping, the glaze, it tastes like a donut. Hmm. But it's, when you start chewing is when it goes, oh, this is a mochi. Interesting. I'm trying to get back in shape, Anton. Come on, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry. Um, yeah, but it's kind of cool. Like, it's not an actual store yet. It's uh, It's been a pop-up for like the past month. Mm-hmm. So every time uh, there's a pop up, people would come by and it's starting to spread like wildfire. Like people are actually um, more exposed to it. They're like, oh, that's cool. And they start coming by and uh, it usually sells out like around two o'clock when they say they open to like three. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's cool. It's good. And you should try, dude. I think there's like two or three places down Southern California. Is this like the level of popularity like the blueberry donuts were? They're in the, they're hey, the blueberry donuts are still. I, I agree, oh, no. and you know what? They still get a nice crowd, but I think it's not as bad as it as it was during like the peak of that of that trend. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, uh, last thing on our weekend updates. Our week updates is uh, Control. Oh yeah, so uh, I was able to check out Control, which is a, a video game made by Remedy. Um, you you probably played some of their games before. Um, Max Payne. Yeah, yeah. One and two. Yeah. Bullet time. And yeah, and they they had a game that came out uh, fairly recently called Quantum Break. Mm, Have you heard of that no, one? No, it doesn't sound familiar. It, it stars one of the guys that were in a lot of like TV shows and stuff. He was in Smallville. He was in um, uh, I think he was in oh he was in like Disney movies too, uh the the ones on the Disney Channel, and he was also the guy that was playing uh Iceman in oh x-men w- uh which one though because there's twins it, i thought it was the same uh, guy but it's two different guys 
Oh yeah, they're, they're twins. They're twins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's one of those guys. Uh, he 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 was in Quantum Break. But anyways, uh, th- this game called Control. It's very interesting. Um, it's totally messing up with my mind right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you first get into the game, they tell you about the uh, a little bit about the story. Um, it's basically this girl. She had this problem. Uh, when she was uh, like for her childhood, she had a, a brother and uh, he got taken away from the bureau and the bureau is a uh, um, bureau of control. And the crazy thing is people don't know what the bureau of control is because um, it, it exists, but you can't find it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you're looking for it, you won't find it unless someone's showing you where it is. So uh, the bureau building is located in like the middle of the city, kind of like New York City. And when you walk past it, you won't even see it unless you know. So when you go in there, things start to get a little weird. Um, You walk into the building. It looks like any other police station or bureau or anything like that. But when you go to like uh, hallways and stuff, you start to lose your way. They say that this building is very interesting because it keeps sh- uh, shifting. So when you're going down the hallway or you're getting out of, out of an elevator, you go down a little bit, you turn back, you still see the elevator. You go a little bit, you turn back, the elevator's not there anymore. It's just a wall. That's, I'd get frustrated with that kind of game. Yeah. So then when you go into this room, you go back out and then the room's not there anymore. Yeah. So this game is really messed up on, on how everything is. But uh, there's a reason for that. Like they they're experimenting with um, uh, objects around the world. Um, so uh, the Bureau of Control is basically people who go out there and try to figure out uh, things that are haunted, things that are out of order, and they would take it and they would investigate it. They do tests and try to understand why things are the way they are, and uh, because of the things, the objects that they have. It totally makes the whole entire building like uh, sh- uh, shifting. So the building. <laughs> I was is always like, shifting. careful, careful. What you're gonna say there? Yeah. So, anyways, you play uh, as this girl who becomes the director of the whole entire bureau, uh, and she only got that job because uh, as soon as she got there, the director shot himself, and then um, she takes his gun, and the gun actually talks to you, which is kind of weird. Uh, and things get even weirder uh, as you play throughout the game because when you get certain objects, you start getting more powers. You have telekinesis. Uh, you can teleport. You can uh, float. Yeah, so it, it gets pretty crazy. Um, and it feels a little bit like Max Payne because, you know, when you used to play Max Payne, you would see it, like, move slow motion, yeah. like kind of like well, in the Matrix. Well, time. Yeah, so I I guess, you know, these guys are known for doing games that are uh, very uh, motion-based. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably lots of graphic. Uh, I sent you a link to yep. the picture of... The, the the guys' names are Sean and Aaron Ashmore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the only reason I... And trust me, dude, this is fairly recently that I rediscovered it. Um, I think there was an episode where I uh-huh. told you I was re-watching Smallville. Yeah. Uh, in that process, I realized that there was a bad guy. I don't know which of the twins it was. It was in, like in the early seasons. And then later on, mm-hmm. the other one joined the cast as as a uh, as a uh, oh, what's his name? Looking out now, uh, old Jimmy Olsen. And I was like, wait, but he was a bad guy. Like, how, what is he doing? Like, and I looked it up. Oh, it's two different guys. Oh, apparently they're twins. Yeah, I never knew that. Too. I that, that that's totally throwing me off right now yeah. too. 
I, I yeah, wouldn't be able to tell them apart. In dude, movies. they were like in so many things. Yeah. I, you know what? Yeah. I, I mean, two for one actors, I guess. Uh huh. All right. Uh, wow. Let's see here. Sales control. All right, Anton. Uh, we are very long into our week updates. Uh, Reading into news. Yes. Let's do that. All right, news. Uh, starting off here, uh, Chinese kitten. The first Chinese kitten was cloned uh, recently. Uh, the kitten's name is Garlic. Uh, the, does Garlic have ten fingers? It, the the kitten is ter- perfectly healthy. Uh, apparently, okay. <laughs> apparently, what inspired his creation was uh, Garlic. The original Garlic, the OG Garlic, uh, died, and the owner was so distraught that he went to a Chinese company to get uh, the cat cloned and success. So he's the fr- it, Garlic is the first cloned kitten. Um, apparently, this company has also done forty other clones, but they were dogs, and those dogs were cloned for about fifty-three thousand each. We don't know how much it costs to clone to clone Garlic. Oh wow! But I mean, okay. First of all, like you know how much I love my my, my dog Goldie when he passed away. But mm-hmm. I also know that cloning does not mean they're transferring the personality of the animal. So it's a no. it's just another dog that happens that to looks the same. That looks the same does not mean they're going to be like the same personalities. No, they have to be brought up the way exactly they were. So I yeah, everything's unique. I personally think this is a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> but then again, true. Yeah, but then again, I, I think some of the people also too are just doing like the purebred, um, mm-hmm. purebred dogs. So you know, one way to keep it pure is don't even introduce another DNA strand into it. Yeah. So I, I was thinking, like, if I do get a, a dog for myself, I, I think I, I would probably get a wiener dog. <sighs> I I think they're they're cool, but mm-hmm. they're also notorious for having back problems. And I think after like age eight or nine. I'd get really sad. I'm like, bro, like, just chill. Okay, whatever you need, bro. I'll bring it to you. Just chill. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's pretty sad. I, I think I had a friend that that had one, and he had to put him down after nine years. Yeah, yeah. They don't they, yeah. Th- those spec designer designer breeds. For mm-hmm. well, like the, those cosmetic breeds, like the ones that are just there for n- no other purpose other than to look different or to look a certain way. Um, yeah, I feel bad for corgis because like they they can't. It doesn't look like they're trying to run. It just looks like they're no those <laughs> they're going through a tough uh time those just those freaking Frenchies the the uh yeah like those like special like expensive Frenchie dogs that are now popular that I really can't yeah. tell the difference between that and a pug uh mm-hmm. but apparently those they can't breed naturally like they're no. they're they're too fat and they're first of all I think it's just in the facial area <laughs> that's making them no 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 so uh-huh. so, so the the males they're too fat to breed and then the mm-hmm. females like something's wrong with their with their uterus so they can't the the only way to get those dogs is through the the process of of uh test tubes yeah. in vitro like forcing it yeah, yeah that's the only so like yeah those type of dogs but i don't i don't know mm-hmm. i i personally go adopt yeah uh all right next up anton <laughs> uh game that's very near and dear to our hearts i'll let you take this one yes uh it is being switched over mm-hmm. um it's overwatch and we've been playing this for a very long time now since the very beginning of the launch not, I think that was in 2016, and this yep. game is still hot. Yep. This, th- this game is still good. Uh, I think the only reason why it still holds up is because they, they always change things uh, to the whole uh, composition of uh, gameplay. Um, you usually play as teams, mm-hmm. kind of like Team Fortress um, for whoever uh, is familiar with that. 
um, yeah, they, they always introduce new characters. So when they introduce new characters, it changes the whole game every single time. Um, and because of that, um, it keeps the, the game a lot more fresher every single time. Yeah. Um, but also, also yeah. Blizzard is not uh, keeps uh, keeps very close tabs on what the the frequent strategies are, what's going on, what players are doing. Uh, either you know spamming, doing repetitive repetitive things in general, or just like mm-hmm. certain tricks that just keep working over and over again. They're really good at coming with characters to counter those things to kind of keep the dynamic going. Yeah, well, uh, you know, since the very beginning of the game, it it wasn't even supposed to be a first person. Mm-hmm shooter it was supposed to be like a uh mmorpg mm-hmm. kind of like uh world of warcraft but they want it to be more of an action game i um, i saw it more of like a, a city of heroes kind of thing yeah i thought so too and uh the, the whole game got scrapped and they thought it was a waste because they spent so much time building the engine yeah. and building you know this world uh, so that's why they ended up just releasing a free for all game where you you just shoot mm, against yeah. each other and there's really no rules, no story either. Until, <laughs> yeah, no story either, and it just got to a point where they're able to uh, slowly etch things together and and make it what it is today. And I, I think that's the coolest thing about this um, mm-hmm. this whole process for this game. Um, yeah, but pretty excited, dude. It, it's gonna be ported to the Switch. Which I'm really happy for because uh, uh, it's gonna be more portable. Yeah. I think this is gonna be the first portable um, version of this game. I'm curious how the gameplay is um, gonna translate, uh, like on on yeah. a small screen, because it's a lot of things going on at once. Um, mm-hmm. You mean mm-hmm. you can be? I can. The controls might be a little bit easier because you have that, that that space and you can see also, but just trying to keep track of everything going on, that's gonna be a little chaotic. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, I did see that you're able to um, use motion controls. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, when you use your alt, you can, you know, like, let's say the rip tire from um, junk rat, junk rat. Uh, you can actually move your uh, your whole unit around, and it'll <laughs> maneuver. <laughs> Just that motion of moving your unit around. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this has kind of been the rumor for the past week because even uh, on the 27th of august i posted that uh there's rumor that overwatch might be coming to the switch because amazon accidentally leaked uh a posting for uh, a switch case with with the overwatch logo and colors yeah which by the way the case looks sweet like it's it's not over it's not too much it's not too little it's it's good good design mm-hmm. yeah so it looks like it's coming out in october which is very soon yeah. Uh, that's kind of cool that they're able to do all of these releases within uh, a couple of months of just announcing them. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Nathan. Uh, see here, uh, we we're both a fan of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, this is kind yes. of a, a long time series. Uh, Funimation. It does a lot of dubbing for uh, a lot of different animes that come from Japan. Uh, even even if the animes in Japan have their own uh, dubbing, Funimation you know retranslates them into either into dialogue that's more suitable for the united states yeah uh and they i think they're also in charge of the distribution right they have they have their own channels Mm -hmm. now uh but there was a scandal that happened uh there was a leak of the actual english uh voices for these characters reading dragon ball z porn in character yes wait what so so uh, there's (laughs) There's clips that came out of the actual voices of, uh, I, I think the one I posted on Twitter was, uh, Kami, uh, Popo, and Piccolo. 
doing huh. doing sexual activity not not necessarily like flat out like these are the actual these are the actual uh, voices voice actors? yes like they're in the studio messing around just reading it but in character and the, the audio footage uh-huh. the audio leaked and now funimation is uh is wrapped up in the, in this in this in this uh investigation because it's you know it's 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 unprofessional it's unprofessional yeah. uh apparently some of the people working there didn't feel comfortable so that's sexual harassment uh there's apparently some very homophobic remarks that were made uh it's, mm-hmm. it's just this whole thing dude and oh man that their their careers are going to be jeopardized it's not even their sure. it's not even their careers it's the actual company funimation that's going to be in trouble because it's their equipment it was on their now, I'm, I'm talking about like people that the the people that are doing it which is the voice actors yeah they're 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 done for yeah and, and yeah. the thing is like if these are like the voice of like krillin the, the like the the ogs these are like the guys um yeah yeah funimation i mean they can just fire them and hire somebody else and if, that's pretty much the only thing that they're gonna get if funimation you know? keeps the contract for the uh, american dubs of dragon ball z wow yeah okay that, and, and apparently funimation is already wrapped up in other lawsuits uh around sexual workplace sexual harassment um other custom mm-hmm. uh, other former employee complaints uh so this mm-hmm. is kind of the icing on the cake for that and like the, you know the actual proof of how unprofessional that environment has been mm-hmm. yeah uh i'll Crazy. Yeah, I'll, I'll after we record, I'll send you the link um, that I, mm-hmm. I posted on Twitter, so you can listen to the audio. It's okay. It, it, it's funny, but at the same time, it's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. There's like people commenting saying like, "Oh, what am I listening to?" <laughs> All right, I thought, mm-hmm. uh, let's wrap this wrap this up on a nice uh, little little note here. Uh, Tomb Raider uh, with Alicia Vikander. Damn it, I can't remember her last name. Vikander. 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 Uh, we're finally gonna get the sequel, and yes. director Ben Wheatley has been tied to it. Uh, I don't really recognize his name. I looked up his IMDb. IMDb. He does like mm-hmm. shows here and there. He did like two episodes of Doctor Who. Um, he did some like other, three episodes of other shows. No real long term projects. Um, the most mm-hmm. notable project I can I can think of was 2015 High Rise with Tom Hiddleston. But mm-hmm. other than that, I really don't know much about this guy. So I'm kind of curious of what is going to happen with this uh this Tomb Raider franchise. Well, okay, just uh, by hearing that he directed some episodes of Doctor Who, kind of tells you he's a big fan of pop culture. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to give the fans uh, justice. So um, do you think this is one of those that they hired a director based on his knowledge of the subject matter rather than the, the name so. itself? Yeah, okay. I think so. I mean, that's the way to go nowadays. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton, uh, ready to go on to streaming? Yes, let's go on stream. All right. Uh, first up, uh, yeah, I'll give it to you. Go ahead. Okay, so I started checking out this uh, anime. It's called Cannon Busters. Anton, we just talked about what happened in Funimation. No more of this dirty anime uh, anime stuff. <laughs> just because it's called Cannon Busters uh, doesn't mean uh, no- any of that dirty stuff. You, you, I, we've both busted a few cannons in our life. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so Cannon Busters is a uh, new anime, and this is produced by Netflix. And the, the cool thing about this um, uh, show is I, it's a combination of a lot of different animes that we grew up watching. Um, and it, it kind of shows because the, the creator of this series, 
His name is um let's see here. Uh Leon Leon Tho- LeSean Thomas. He's uh he's from the US. Mm-hmm. He had a really big passion for a lot of animes growing up, so he moved to Japan because he's an illustrator, but he wasn't doing that great in America. And he knows that if he goes to Japan, he can probably get a job in Japan being a artist. So he came up with this um uh this series called Cannon Busters. It's about a uh, uh a guy who is currently uh on a bounty and there's a bunch of bounty hunters trying to chase him down. Uh I would say this anime is kind of a combination of Cowboy Bebop, Trigun, and I guess Avatar the Last Airbender. It, All of those three combined together. It's almost like Netflix did a demographic and knew what people like watching and just made a product that's so similar. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um <laughs> So you know how like uh, Netflix is doing all of these animes all of a sudden? Um, they've been producing quite a bit of uh, different uh, genres. And uh, they actually put out a uh, documentary called Enter the Anime on uh, Netflix. Oh, and yeah. it focuses on... Yeah, you should check it out. It's kind of mm-hmm. interesting. It's about a girl who um, doesn't know anything about anime. And Netflix basically called her and said, Hey, we need you to make a documentary about... Uh, these anime that we're making. So uh, she kind of got pulled into the whole uh, rabbit hole of anime. And she became a fan just by watching a couple of them. And uh, uh, she wanted to know more about it. And she went to Japan and learned more about it. But anyways, uh, Cannon Busters is probably a really good series I've, uh, that I highly recommend checking out because if you're a fan of any of the ones I listed earlier for anime, mm-hmm. uh, this is something for you. Um, I can't really wait until the live action Cowboy Bebop comes out because I know that's going to be uh, super awesome because Netflix is actually really helming what they're putting out on uh, for content wise on Netflix. Yeah. So super excited that, you know, hopefully it's going to deliver. Yeah, I mean Netflix yeah, they had their 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 couple of years of where they were just funding everything they could. Um mm-hmm. and then after canceling a lot of shows and, you know, stop like canceling the production of some movies. Uh, I I think they're they're being more selective now. They know what people want. Yeah, they're starting to control and understand what their audience wants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you mentioned the live action, uh, Cowboy Bebop. That's me with John Cho, uh, Alex Hassel, Daniela Pinata, Pinata, uh, Elena Satine, and Mustafa Shakir. So, I don't think there's a release date yet. I thought we covered one, but I guess not. No, no, they're, they're shooting right mm-hmm. now. So, we're looking at next year. Hopefully. Uh, maybe next fall. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the next one if you don't mind. Uh, I've been checking out Star Trek Discovery. Uh, I'm finally making use of my CBS All Access. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, before I end up canceling. Horrible app. Horrible they're, app. They're fixing it. They're slowly getting better. I'm mm-hmm. no longer getting booted out. Uh, I am, okay, they heard you. Yeah, I am getting tired of their freaking AT&T commercial with the boy band. Um, so I kind of <laughs> wish that they had a little more variety, but whatever. It, it mm-hmm. works now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Star Trek Discovery, uh, it's the ex- CBS exclusive all access, uh, show, um, starring, I had the names up here, uh, Sonequa Martin Green, uh, playing, well, I don't want to say, st- I guess, Starfleet member, uh, Michael mm-hmm. Burnham, mm-hmm. uh, 
my I, dude, I went into this with the wrong idea of what it was going to be. I thought this was kind of been going to be like next generation. I thought it was going to be like the original series, uh, pretty much following a captain, kind of being a badass, and every episode is a different adventure. This mm-hmm. is more of a long play. They. Yeah, so uh, you know the the show starts off the way I expected, and then halfway through, I, I guess I'll tell you the the fir- what happens in the first episode because that kind of sets up the rest of the season. Uh, Michael Burnham uh, is the the right hand person of the captain, the the I guess the first mate. I don't know what called, I what it was called. Um, mm-hmm. First officer. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. And they are first encounter the Klingon. So this takes place right before the original series with. Uh, with William Shatner, but right after uh, the Scott Bakula, Scott Bakula series Enterprise um, that came out mm-hmm. in the late nineties. Uh, so this yeah, because this Discovery is an uh, older ship out of all the, yeah. the ones that we're familiar right, with. Right, right. So this happens mm-hmm. right before the Klingon War started, uh, and the first episode takes place with the first thing, the first conflict between the, the Klingons, um, mm-hmm. where Michael Burnham, her family was killed by a Klingon attack on a planet, and she was raised as an orphan. By actually uh, Spock's dad, so uh, she's Spock's half uh, foster sister, half sister, foster sister, I guess. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So she kind of has that, you know, she's human, but she has the 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 thought process of a Klingon. Um, so she, at, at what, like when they encounter this, she remembers what happens with the Klingons, and her first thought was, "We can't show weakness." You know, Starfleet's first insti- instinct when encountering a species is, um, "Let's talk it out. It's, that's not that's mm-hmm. not escalate things. Not necessary. We're not animals." Yeah, that's a, that's the whole point of uh, the Starfleet, right? But Michael mm-hmm. Burnham, she knows the Klingons better. She knows like they're more of a of alpha species. They respect power. Mm-hmm. That's how they, you know. By challenging somebody and uh, that's a Klingon, you're showing them respect because you're saying that they're worthy. She knows this, mm-hmm. and she tries to convince her captain to uh, attack the ship. You know, just g- mm-hmm. do an attack first. Don't even hesitate. Nothing happened. The the captain refuses. Uh, the captain is actually the mom from Crazy Rich Asians. I'm thinking on her name right now. Oh, it's uh, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, dude, she's great in this. Dude, mm-hmm. she's she she embodies. Mm-hmm. A, a, she's a great captain. Yeah, she's a great she's a great actress. Dude. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think it doesn't matter what role she takes. It, it she owns yeah. it. Yeah, every single time. Uh, Philippa Giorgio. That's that's the name of the of uh, Melissa Yeoh's character. Uh, so pretty mm-hmm. much, Michael Burnham ends up uh, uh mute. Uh, Mutinizing, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty much does does a mutiny and goes uh, uh, tra- attacks her captain, does like the Klingon ma- pinch or whatever thing is, uh, and tries to tries to attack the Klingon uh, ship, mm-hmm. and then by the time before she was able to get the attack back attack uh, the attack off, uh, the captain comes back in, arrests her, and then in that process the Klingons attack them, and then that's how the war starts. So the mm-hmm. series starts off with her being Starfleet's first mutineer. She's the first, like, wow. yeah, she's the first person in Starfleet to ever go against her captain. And the rest of the series is her, you know, tr- regaining the trust of Starfleet, proving herself as, you know, a member of, you know, this organization. Like, I did what I thought was best. I wasn't trying to do it. Kind of like what Captain Kirk tried to do. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. and the thing is, like, the like about this, like, if the first one third of the series season goes as expected, kind of like, okay, cool, they're building up to it. That she's trying to regain trust. But then, uh, as the 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 middle of the season and then the last part of the season, it keeps adding to the story and making it more uh, 
twisty turning. Like the story isn't as clean cut as you think. Even up until the last episode, I was like, what the fuck? I really, wow. I know a lot of hatred was for the first season saying that was boring. I think mm-hmm. that happened because people were watching it week to week and I happened to mm-hmm. binge the whole season in like a week span. Yeah. So I got to see the whole arc in a, in a good time frame rather than over the course of weeks or months. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the thing about um, these shows is um, people are expecting too much action mm-hmm. nowadays uh, and people are so used to that, you know? Uh, I remember a lot of the old Star Trek series um, from week to week. The episodes are really slow. Yeah. yeah. They're slow and they're uh, Adventure of the Week or Monster of the Week. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's what people were expecting for this one is, you know, what what catastrophe is going to strike the the, in this case, the discovery? You know, what, mm-hmm. what, what monster are they going to encounter this time? This is more of mm-hmm. we will give you a small adventure here, but we're building up the mm-hmm. main story every episode. Yeah. yeah so i like it dude i'm about to start second season uh second season is uh, i'll tell you this it introduces spock we do get a spock and uh also commander uh, uh captain pike which was the mm-hmm. cap the captain of the enterprise before kirk took over mm-hmm. yeah. okay so uh back to netflix there's a show called hyperdrive have you heard about this one mm, i i thought i d- oh is this the car show yeah this is the okay. car show uh, it's produced by Shirley's Theron, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Uh, this is how she describes the show when uh, people ask her what it is. Uh, it's basically American Ninja Warrior meets Fast and Furious. Uh, <laughs> it, that, that was basically her pitch to Netflix before th- th- this series even took yeah. off. So uh, it's the world elite drivers from all around the world. They would come to this competition uh, not knowing what the heck they were going to do. Yeah. And, dude, it is crazy. It's it's a, 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 a big course, kind of similar to American Ninja Warrior. Uh-huh. Uh, but this time around, instead of, you know, using strength, you're using car skills that you can maneuver uh, your, your own so car. So, people... Is this American Ninja but, Warrior meets Top Gear? Uh, uh, Fast and Furious because you're you're more uh, um, over the top action, customizing your own uh, car. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mythbusters um, so- meets. <laughs> All right, God. Sorry, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, people who come here to compete from all around the world, all their cars are different. Uh, you know, some are more into like muscle cars. Some are into like drift cars. Mm-hmm. Some are into like uh, super fast cars like a Lamborghini. Um, yeah, but throughout this whole entire uh, series, they're going through like obstacles of like trying to drift and hit certain targets, um, try to uh, gain speed on certain straightaways and try to turn and uh, try to be exact. Um, yeah, so it's all about like car control, like who's good at doing that and who's able to keep up with the speed. Um there's a, a couple of really interesting obstacles where you know, uh, where I'm watching. I'm like, why would that be an obstacle? But it totally <laughs> like screws people up. Yeah. Like there's this like big pool of water, and it's probably about like um uh, two feet deep. And whenever a car goes through that that pool, uh, the water gets into the engine, which is kind of crazy. Like why would you do that to a competitor? But it, it just kind of tells them to, you know, take their time, go slow. Mm-hmm. But some of them attack that pool 
so hard that their 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 whole entire uh, engine just shuts off and it's like game over for a lot of them. yeah um yeah and and you know because i used to film a lot of uh drifting um back in the days i understand you know like that's just how it is that's racing anything can happen when you know that a specific person is a really good driver mm-hmm. and you know they're going to do really well you never know their uh, engine might blow up something something bad can happen to anybody yeah. uh especially i mean yeah. it, it, it's explosions happening under the hood like that's what that's what a combustion yeah. engine is it's literally like little explosions mm-hmm. so yeah uh mm-hmm. side note uh i told my girlfriend about uh you risking your life to get the perfect drift shot at one event and, and uh-huh. you could have gotten run over <laughs> yeah. do you still have the clip somewhere because i want to show her <laughs> oh yeah 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 it, it's on my uh my vimeo okay uh page you, you can check it out later i'll link okay it. appreciate it i, I yeah. want to show her just how <laughs> just how stu- like how zoned out you were in that moment yeah i told him like i swear he forgets that he's behind the he's, he's actually there like he's so focused on the on the on the display that mm-hmm. he you you make that disconnect huh like you, you disconnect between yeah. reality and watching something from the monitor <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I got tackled once, but that wasn't because of me. It, it was because uh, I was focusing on the ball. The ball's already down, and to, you know. To be fair, they say behind me, there's people still playing the game when you know that that play already ended. Yeah. Um, and then I got tackled from behind. So if it wasn't in front of me, I I, I would have known what happened. To, but to be fair, you, you did what you're supposed to do. You kept your eye on the ball. Ooh. Yeah, and I kept the camera up when I was. Uh, <laughs> I told on the I ground. told her that part too. <laughs> I was like, he valued his yeah. life more than uh, he, he valued the camera more than his life. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right, it's on. Yeah. Uh, so is that it for override overdrive? Hi- hyperdrive. Hyper yeah, dude, it's fun. It's really fun to watch. I highly recommend it. There's uh, a lot of moments where you're like rooting for a certain person, but then. Uh, you never know what's going to happen to them. Yeah. But I'm pretty happy with the, the end result. I can tell you that. I, the person who won it, I, I think they deserve it. I wonder if this came out because of uh, the upcoming show on Quibi or Quibi, whatever it's going to be called. Uh, uh, oh. Elba versus Block. Oh, yeah. I wonder if, they, they, if um, car shows are making a comeback. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. It's entertaining to watch. And they, they actually got... Um, uh, Rutledge Wood from uh, the oh, Top oh, Gear right? USA. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's he's one of the hosts for for the oh, show. Oh, nice! Because he wants to be the car guy. All right, yeah. Anton, uh, ready to roll to our last segment, movies? Yes. All right, let's do that. Uh, so our numbers, uh, the numbers as of Wednesday, September fourth. Uh, number one, you have Angel has fallen with a total of forty six point seven million. Number two, Good Boys with sixty point nine million. Uh, number three, Overcomer with twenty point five million. Uh, number four, Ready or Not with twenty three point one million. And in fifth place, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw with a total of one hundred sixty point two million. Uh, have you seen Good Boys yet? I have not. Uh, I want to see it so bad. I, I know you want to talk about it, but we'll, we'll get it. All right, there. all right. Um, I, I mean, I, I wanted to dive into uh, the movies that are coming up, you know, next mm-hmm. the, during the fall and during the winter. But I think since we're running along, we'll 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 shelve that for now. We, we can we can go through uh, five movies if you want. Uh, I rather shelve it because I also want to make a list for myself too. 
I haven't looked okay. ahead. Right. Uh, but I will say tomorrow I'm going to go check out It Chapter 2. I'm really curious about it. I think I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> I'm also not looking yeah. forward to the nearly three-hour runtime. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I had a screening yesterday for it, but I, I didn't get a chance to go. It's an because uh, I was at Oga's Cantina. Nah. Uh, yeah, two. I think I think the runtime was two hours forty nine minutes. Um, I wanted wow. to tweet out Avengers. Uh, oh, what was it? Avengers End Game. It It Game. I don't know if I end it. Avengers End It. I forgot what it was. I had a good thing going. I had a good thing in my mind when I when I first thought of it, and then when I was writing the headline for this, I couldn't think yeah. of it. Yeah. All right. Uh. Yeah. All right, Anton. If people want to listen to us explore the world of Disney and weddings, how can I do that? <laughs> uh, they can do that by going to our website at www.the2oc.com and uh, maybe uh, buy something from our store, like a sticker, t-shirt, hat. Um, and also, if there was something that we talked about on the show that people are probably interested in, the Fast and Furious uh, uh, movie set, they can probably do that by clicking on our Amazon banner and it gives us a little kickback if anything is purchased. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think right now on our Twitter, we have a link to pre-order. Uh, what's it called? Oh my God. I'm, I'm blanking out on it. Uh, that, that, that open map game where it's like a, a, a cell shading. Borderlands? Borderlands. There we go. I'm like, open lands, outer lands. <laughs> <laughs> Borderlands 3, uh, if you click on a yeah. link, uh, you pre-order the game on Amazon, uh, you get a $10 credit, promo credit. I, I really like that game. I wish we would play that game more. I'm down for 3, even though that is a time sucker. Uh, yeah. That game. Dude, did, uh, interesting fact. Did you ever see the uh, pre-rendering of the game before uh, the actual release of the game? Um, I thought this was a pre-render, <laughs> no. the way it looks. Yeah, the way it looks, but before it, it used to be, uh, it used to look like Destiny. Oh wow! So they they were really trying yeah. to go for that that futuristic three D look, and then they went more to like yeah. a retro artsy look. I think somebody in the studio or something like that. They're like, let's change it up. Let's make it look different. So then they probably just like put like cell shaded um, yeah. skins on everything. It, it does look like 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 your graphics card is overheating and it's not quite rendering. <laughs> But it looks gorgeous, mm-hmm. though. Uh, it, it's very, it's a very clever way of this of uh, portraying it. Uh, mm-hmm. So people can follow us on social media at the two OC Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can also send us uh, email to mail at the two dot com. Let us know what uh, you know your thoughts on the upcoming movies for this this fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's podcast is also brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and thirty day free trial at audibletrial.com slash the 2OC. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from, and you can use it on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, Player, or anything that you have that plays music. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, for this week, I would recommend it. Uh, it. Yeah. yeah dude. We're talking about 40, it. I mean, for yeah. almost 45 hours worth of audio, dude. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do that. <laughs> and then compare it to the part two that comes out. Mm-hmm. All right, Anton. Uh, anything else that we missed? Nope, I think that's it. All right. Uh, for the 2OC, I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. Have a good one, guys. See you. All right, streaming.